everyone, welcome to another episode of Warrior Cats the Series. I'm your host, Sharpstar. Today we'll, we, we will be reading chapter 2 and chapter 3. Okay, now we can get started with the episode. Okay, now we can read chapter 2. Fireheart sniffed warily at a path where the snow had been trampled down by two legs. Lights shone from the two-leg nest, and somewhere close by, he could hear a dog barking. He remembered Barley telling him that the two legs let their dogs off the chains at night. He just hoped he could locate Ravenpaw before he and Graystripe were noticed. Graystripe slipped through the fence and padded up to him. The icy wind flattened his gray fur against his body. Smell anything? Yes. Fireheart lifted his head to taste the air, and almost at once he caught a scent he was searching for, faint but familiar, Ravenpaw. This way, he mewed. He mewed. He crept along the path, the hard surface icy under his paws. Cautiously, he... He followed the scent to a gap at the bottom of a barn door where the wood had rotted away. He sniffed, sorry, he sniffed drinking in the smell of hay and the strong fresh scent of cats. Ravenpaw, he whispered. When there was no reply, he repeated louder, Ravenpaw, Fireheart, is that you? A surprised mew came from the darkness on the other side of the door. Ravenpaw, Fireheart squeezed through a gap, thankful to be out of the wind. The scents of the barn flowed around him, and his mouth began to water as he detected the smell of mouse. The barn door, the barn was dimly lit by moonlight filtering through a small window high under the roof. As his eyes adjusted, Fireheart saw another cat standing a few tail lengths away. His friend looked even sleeker and better fed than when Fireheart had seen him last. Fireheart realized that his scrawny and bedraggled Fireheart realized how scrawny and bedraggled he must look in comparison. Ravenpaw purred happily as he padded over to Fireheart and touched noses with him. Welcome, he mewed. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, Graystripe meowed, pushing his way through the gap in the door after Fireheart. Did you get Winclair back to their camp safely? Ravenpaw asked. Fireheart and Graystripe had stayed with him during their journey to bring Winclair home. Yes, mewed Fireheart, but it's a long story. We can't... Well, what's going on here? Another cat's meow interrupted them. Fireheart spun around, flattening his ears, ready to fight if this newcomer was a threat. Then he recognized Barley, the black and white loner who had willingly shared his home with Ravenpaw. Hi, Barley, Fireheart meowed, calming down. We need to talk to Ravenpaw. So I see, Barley mewed, and it must be important to bring you across the moors in this weather. Yes, it is, Fireheart agreed. He glanced at the former ThunderClan apprentice. The urgency of the mission prickled through, prickling through his fur. Ravenpaw, we can't, we haven't any time to waste. Ravenpaw looked troubled, puzzled. You know you can talk to me as much as you want. I'll leave you to it then, Barley offered. Feel free to hunt. We've plenty of mice here. He gave a friendly nod to to the visiting cats and squeezed out under the door. Hunt, 
Really? Meowed Graystripe. Fireheart felt felt sharp pangs of hunger grip his belly. Of course, mewed Ravenpaw. Look, why don't you eat first? Then you can tell me why you're here. I know Tigerclaw killed Redtail, Ravenpaw insisted. I was there and I saw him do it. The three cats were crouched in the hayloft of the two-legged barn. Hunting had not taken very long. After the desperate struggle to find prey in the snow-covered forest, the barn seemed to seem to the hungry Thunderclan warriors to be overflowing with mice. Now, Fireheart was warm, and his stomach was felt com- comfortably full. He would have liked to curl up and sleep in soft, fragrant hay, but he knew that he had to talk to Ravenpaw right away if he and Graystripe were to get back to the camp before their absence was noticed. Tell us everything you remember, he urged, giving Ravenpaw an encouraging nod. Ravenpaw stared out of him, his eyes dark as he journeyed back in his mind to the Battle of Sunning Rocks. Fireheart could see the confidence beginning to ebb. The black cat was losing himself in memories, relieving the fear and burden of what he knew. I'd... I'd been wounded in the sho- in the shoulder, he began, and Redtail, he was our deputy then, as you know, told me to hide in a crack in the rock until it was safe to get away. I was just going to make a dash when I saw Redtail attack a river clan cat. I think it was a gray warrior called Stonefur. Stonefur. Redtail knocked Stonefur off his paws and looked as if he was about to sink the- in his claws before some suit. Se- for some serious injury. Why didn't he? Graystripe put in. Oakheart came out of nowhere. Ravenpaw explained. He sank his teeth into Redtail's scruff and pulled him off Stonefur. His voice shook as memories flooded through his mind's eye. Stonefur ran away. The cat paused, un- unconsciously crouching down as if he were scared of something very close by. What happened next? Asked, f- f- asked Fireheart promptly. Fireheart prompted gently. Redtail spat at Oakheart. He asked him if the River Clan warriors were unable to fight their own battles. Redtail was brave, Ravenpaw added. The River Clan deputy was twice his size. And then, then Oakheart said a strange thing. He told Redtail no Thunder Clan cat will ever harm that warrior. What? Graystripe narrowed his eyes until, until they were, were yellow slits. That doesn't make sense. Are you sure you heard him right? Positive, insisted Ravenpaw. But the clans fight all that, all the time. Meowed Fireheart. What's so special about Stonefur? I don't know. Ravenpaw shrugged, shying away from their sh- searching questions. So what did Redtail do after Oakheart said that? Asked Graystripe. Ravenpaw's ears pricked up and his eyes widened. He flew at Oakheart. He bowled right at him bowled him right off his paws and underneath a rocky overhang. I couldn't see them, through I could hear the snarling, and then I heard a rumbling sound, and the rock collapsed on top of them. He stopped shivering. He stopped shivering. Please go on, Fireheart mewed. He hated putting Ravenpaw through this, but he had to know the truth. I heard a screech from Oakheart, and I saw his tail sticking out from under the rocks. Ravenpaw closed his eyes, as if he wanted to shut out the sight, and then opened them again. Just then, I heard Tigerclaw behind me. He ordered me to go back to the camp, but I, 
I'd only gone a little way when I realized I had no idea if Redtail was okay after the rockfall. So I crept back past all of the RiverClan warriors who were running away, and when I got to the rocks, Redtail was charging, at, charging out of the dust. His tail was straight up, and his fur stood on end. But he was alright, not a scratch on him that I could see. And he ran straight into Terraclaw, who was in the shadows. And and was that when Greystripe began? Yes. Ravenpaw's claws flexed as he he was imagining himself back in the battle. Terraclaw grabbed Redtail and pinned him down. Redtail struggled, but he couldn't break free. And Ravenpaw swallowed and stared at the floor. Terraclaw sank his teeth into Redtail's throat, and it was all over. He dropped his chin onto his paws. Fireheart moved closer to him and pressed his body against Ravenpaw's flank. So Elkhart died with the ro- when the rocks fell on him. It was an accident, he murmured. No cat killed him. That still doesn't prove that Tigerclaw killed Redtail, Gristripe pointed out. I don't see that any of this helps us at all. For a heartbeat, Fireheart stared at him, discouraged. Then his eyes widened, and he sat up, posting limbs excitement. Yes, it does. If we can prove that the rockfall store... If we can prove the Rockfall story, it shows that Tigerclaw was lying when he said Oakheart kill- killed Redtail, and when he claimed to have killed Oakheart in revenge. Just a minute, Greystripe interrupted. Ravenpaw, at the gathering, you didn't say anything about falling rocks. You made it sound as if Redtail killed Oakheart. Did I? Ravenpaw blinked and struggled to focus on Grishrip. I didn't mean to. This is what really happened, I promise. And that's why Blue Story wouldn't listen to us. Fireheart went on excitedly. She she couldn't believe that Redtail would have killed another deputy, but Redtail didn't kill him. Blue Story will have to take us seriously now. Fireheart's brain was whirling with everything they had discovered. He wanted to ask Ravenpaw more questions. But he could smell the fear scent on his friend and saw the old haunted look in his eyes, as if telling his story had brought back all his unhappy memories of ThunderClan. Is there any more you can tell us, Ravenpaw? He made gently. Ravenpaw shook his head. This means so much to the clan, Fireheart told him. Hopefully, now we stand a chance of convincing Bluestar that Tigerclaw is dangerous. As she listens, Greystripe pointed out, it's a pity you told her Ravenpaw's first story, he added to Fireheart. Now he's changed everything. She won't know what to believe. But he hasn't changed everything, Fireheart protested. As Ravenpaw flinched at Greystripe's irritable tone, we misunderstood, that's all. I'll convince Bluestar somehow, he added. At least we know the truth now. The black cat looked a little happier, but Fireheart could see he didn't want to think about the past anymore. He settled beside Ravenpaw, purring encouragement, and for a short while, the three cats shared tongues. Then, Fireheart pushed himself to his paws. It's time we were on our way, he meowed. Take care, Ravenpaw mewed, and watch out for Tigerclaw. Don't worry, Fireheart assured him. You've given us what we need to deal with them. With Greystripe behind him, he slid under the door and ventured out into the snow. It's freezing out here, Greystripe grumbled as they bounded down to the fence at the edge of the two-leg farm. We should have taken a couple more of those mice to feed the clan. Yeah, right, Fireheart retorted. And what would you tell Tigerclaw then if he had... 
what would you tell Tyler Claw when he asked you where you had found such fat mice in this winter? The moon was close to settling, and soon the sky would be would begin to pale toward dawn. The chill of snow soon penetrated the fire hearts with winter thick fur, even colder after the warmth of the barn. His legs were aching with weariness. It had been a long night, but and they had still had they still had to cross one clan's territory before they before they could rest in their own camp. Fireheart could not stop thinking about what Ravenpaw had told them. He was sure that his friend was telling the truth, but he could he but it would be hard to convince the rest of the clan. Blue Star had already refused to believe Ravenpaw's original story. Yet that was when Fireheart thought Redtail had killed Oakheart. Blue Star could not accept that Redtail would kill another warrior unnecessarily. Now, Fireheart understood the real story, that Oakheart had died by an accident, but he, how, could he t- how could he accuse Fire Tigerclaw again unless he had something to back up what Ravenpaw had told him? The RiverClan cats would know, he realized aloud, pausing under an, a rocky outcrop on the moorland slope where the snow was not so thick. What? Meowed Graystripe, padding up the sh- sh- to the shelter. No, what? How Oakheart died. Fireheart replied. They must have seen Oakheart's body. They would be able to tell us whether he died from a rockfall and not by a death blow. By not. Sorry. Uh, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back soon. Hi guys, uh, welcome back from the break. Um, now we can read or finish uh, chapter two. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. So um, we left off with death blow, I'm pretty sure, and after that the word was warrior. So death blow of a warrior. So where would it be? All right. Yes, the marks on his body would prove it. Agreed, Graystripe. And they might know what Oakheart meant when he said that no ThunderClan cat should attack Stonefur. Fireheart, Fireheart added, We need to speak to a RiverClan warrior who took part in the battle. Maybe Stonefur, maybe Stonefur himself. But you can't just walk into RiverClan camp and ask, Graystripe protested. Think of how tense it it was at the gathering. It's too soon after the battle. I know one River Clan warrior who would welcome you, Fireheart murmured. If you mean Silverstream, yes, I could ask her. Graystripe agreed. Now can we can we please get back to the camp before my paws freeze completely? The two cats padded onward, more slowly now, as weariness made their limbs heavy. They were within sight of four trees when they spied three other cats climbing the hillside. The breeze carried the scent of WindClan patrol to Fireheart. Not wanting to explain their presence in WindClan territory, he looked swiftly around for cover, but the snow stretched smoothly on all sides. With no rocks or bushes nearby, it was clear that one clan cats had already seen them as they changed direction to meet them. Fireheart recognized the familiar, uneven gait of, of the clan deputy, Deadfoot. 
were the tabby warrior Toniel and his apprentice running paw. Hello, Fireheart, called Deadfoot, limping up with a puzzled look on in his eyes. You're a long way from home. Uh, yes, Fireheart admitted, dipping his head respectfully. We're, we, we just, we, we picked up a ShadowClan scent trail, and it led us up here. ShadowClan on our territory, Deadfoot, Deadfoot's fur began to bristle. I reckon it, I reckon it was an old scent, Graystripe put in hastily. Nothing to worry about. We're sorry we crossed your border. You're welcome here, meowed Tonier. The other clans would have destroyed us in the last battle if your clan hadn't helped. Now we're sure now we're sure they'll keep away. They know we have they have ThunderClan to reckon with. Fireheart felt embarrassed embarrassed at Tonier's praise. He gave, he and Graystripe helped the WingClan cats in the past, but this time he was uncomfortable with the thought that any cats from WingClan had seen them on their territory. We'd best get back. We must be, we must be getting back. He he muttered. Everything seems quiet enough here. Up up here. May Star Clan light your path. Meowed Deadfoot gratefully. The other one clan cats wished Fireheart and Graystripe good hunting and went on toward their own camp. That was bad luck, Fireheart growled as he and Graystripe padded down to four trees. Why, asked Graystripe, the one clan cats didn't mind us on their territory. We're all friends now. Use your brains, Graystripe, Fireheart meowed. What if Deadfoot mentions that he saw us to Bluestar the next, at the next gathering? She's bound, she's bound to wonder what we were doing out there. Graystripe stopped. stopped. Mousestone, he spat. I never thought of that. He, his eyes met Fireheart's, and Fireheart saw his own uneasy feeling, feelings re- reflected in, there. Bluestar won't like it if she finds out we're sneaking around and investigating Tigerclaw. Fireheart shrugged. Let's just hope we can settle all this before the next gathering. Now, come on. We ought to try to catch something to take us back, to take back with us. He set off again, picking up the pace until the two cats were racing over the snow. As they skirted the hollow at four trees and entered their own forest territory, he relaxed a little, pausing to drink the air in the hope of picking up the scent of prey. Graystripe sniffed, hopefully among the roots of a nearby tree, came out back with looking came back up, up looking disappointed nothing he grumbled not a single mouse mouse not even a whisker we haven't got time to keep looking fireheart decided he saw what this that the sky was already growing lighter above the trees time was running out and their absence from camp was more likely to be noticed when every with every heartbeat the dawn light was growing stronger as they reached the ravine Limbs aching with weirdness, muscles stiff with cold. Fireheart led the way silently between the boulders toward the gorse tunnel. Thank- thankful to be home at last, he bounded into the tunnel's dark mouth. As he emerged into camp, he skated to a halt so abruptly that Graystripe gained into him from behind. Move, you big furball. Graystripe gave a muffled mew. Fireheart didn't, didn't reply. Sending a few, ta- a few, few tailings away in the middle of the clearing was Tigerclaw. His head was sunk below his massive shoulders, and his yellow eyes were gleaming with triumph. Maybe... 
Maybe you'd like to tell me where you've been, go- you've been, he growled, and why it took you so long to get back from the book gathering. And that's the end of chapter two. We'll take a quick break and read chapter three. Bye. guys and welcome back from the break now we will read chapter three well tiger claw challenged we thought we'd hunt fireheart raised his head to hold the deep uh, the deep the deputies amber gaze the clan needs fresh kill but we couldn't find anything graystripe added coming to sam said fireheart was the prey all curled up in their nests eh Terraclaw hissed. He padded forward until he stood nose to nose with Fireheart, sniffed him, and then did the same with two gray stripes. So how is the pair of you small small of mouse? Fireheart exchanged a glance with Graystripe. It seemed a long time since they had hunted in the two-legged barn, and he had forgotten that they might still be carrying the scent of mice they ate. Graystripe looked back at him helplessly, anxiety making his eyes wide. Blue Star should should hear about this, the deputy growled. Follow me. Fireheart and Graystripe had no choice but to obey. Terraclaw led them across the clearing to Blue Star's den, at the foot of the high rock, beyond the curtain of luncheon that covered the entrance. Fireheart could see the clan leader curled up, apparently asleep, but as Tigerclaw shouldered his way into the den, she raised her head at once and sat up. What is it, Tigerclaw? She meowed, sounding puzzled. These two brave warriors have been out hunting. Tigerclaw's voice was thick with content. They're full fed, but they haven't brought home a single piece of fresh kill for the clan. Is this true? Blueser turned her ice, ice blue eyes Ice blue eyes on the young warrior. We weren't on a hunting patrol, Graystripe mumbled. That was true, thought Fireheart. Strictly speaking, they hadn't broken the warrior code by not bringing back any prey, but he knew it was re- no real excuse. We ate the first prey we caught to keep our strength up, he meowed, and then we couldn't find out find anything else. We meant to bring back fresh kill, but our luck was out. Tigerclaw gave a snort of disgust, as if he didn't believe a word Fireheart had said. Even so, Bluestar meowed, with praise so scarce, every, ca- every cat should think of the clan before himself and share what they have. They have. I'm disappointed in you both. Fireheart could, couldn't help feeling ashamed. Bluestar had brought him into the clan when he was a kitty pet, and he wanted to show her that he deserved her trust. If he had been alone with Bluestar, he might have tried to explain his real reason for being so late back to the camp. But with Tigerclaw glaring at him, it was impossible. Besides, Fireheart wasn't ready to tell Bluestar about Ravenpaw's latest version of the Sunning Rocks, but at latest version of the Sunning Rocks battle. He wanted to speak to the cats from RiverClan first to confirm how Okar had really died. I'm sorry, Blue Star, he murmured. Sorry, fills no bellies, Blue Star warned. You, you must understand that the needs of the clan come first, especially in Leaf Bear. Until next sunrise, you'll hunt for the clan, not for yourselves. 
When the rest of the clan has eaten, then you can take food for yourself. Her gaze softened. You both look exhausted, she observed. Go and sleep now, but I shall expect you to see you out hunting before sun high. Yes, Blue Star. Fireheart dipped his head and backed out of the den. Grayshirt followed him. His fur fluffed up in a mixture of fear and, and embarrassment. I thought she'd have our tails off for sure, he meowed as the two cats turned toward the warrior's den. Then you should think yourselves lucky. The low growl came from behind, behind them. Fireheart glanced over his shoulder to see that Tigerclaw was padding after them as if... Uh, as if... Wait... Terraclaw was padding after them. If I were the clan leader, I'd have punished you properly. Fireheart felt his fur prickle with anger. His lips drew back in the beginnings of, of a snarl. Then he heard a warning hiss from Greystrike and bit back what he wanted to say, turning away from Tiger Claw again. That's right, kitty pet, Tiger Claw jeered. Sink back into your nest. Blue Star may trust you, but I don't. I saw you at the Wind Clan battle. Don't forget, he bounded past the two young warrior cats and pushed his way to the warriors then ahead of them. Graystripe let out a long, shivering breath. Fireheart, he meowed solemnly. You're either the bravest cat in all the clans or raving mad. Starclan's sake, don't wind Terraclaw up anymore. I don't. I didn't ask him to hate me. Fireheart pointed out angrily. He slid through the branches to see Tigerclaw settling himself into his place near the center. The dark tabby ignored Fireheart, turning himself around two or three times before curling up to sleep. Fireheart made his made for his own sleeping place. Nearby, Sandstorm and Dustpelt were stretched out together. Sandstorm sat up as Fireheart approached. Terraclaw has been watching you, watching for you ever since we got back from the gathering. She whispered, I gave him your message, but I don't think he believed me. What did you do to tweak his tail? Fireheart felt Fireheart felt comfortable at the sympathetic look in her eyes, but he could, couldn't stop his jaws from the gaping uh, in a massive yawn. I'm sorry, Sandstorm, he mumbled. I've got to get some sleep. I'll talk to you later. He half expected Sandstorm to be offended, but instead she got up and padded over to him. As he settled into the soft moss that lined the floor of of the den, she crouched down beside him and pressed her side against his. Dustpelt opened one eye and glared at Fireheart. He let out a snore and pointedly turned his back. But Fireheart was too tired to keep... Too tired to worry about Dustpelt's jealousy. He was already drifting into sleep. As his eyes closed, his his last sensation was of sandstorm fur sandstorm's fur warm against his flank. Fireheart paced along the hunting trail. His body felt f- full of energy, and he opened his jaws to taste the scent of prey. He knew he was dreaming, but he felt his b- belly growl in anticipation of fresh kill. Bracken arced over his head. A bright, a bright pearly light poured down on him, as if the moon was full in a cloudless sky. Every fern, fern frond, every fern frond, every blade of glass, grass glowed. 
and the pale shapes of primroses clustering thickly beside the path seemed to shine with a light of their own. All around him, Fireheart could feel the damp warmth of new leaf. The icy snow covered the camp and seemed nine lives away. As the path began to lead upward, another cat stepped in front of him. Fireheart halted, his heart thudding as he recognized Spotted Leaf. The tortoiseshell cat padded forward until she could touch her soft pink nose to his. Fireheart rubbed his face against hers, a purr rising from deep inside him. When Fireheart first came to the forest, Spotted had been the Sutter Clan medicine cat. She had been killed in cold blood by an invading Shadow Clan warrior. Fireheart missed her still, but her spirit had returned to him in dreams more than once. Spotted took a pace back. Come, Fireheart. She mewed. I want to show you something. She turned and padded softly away, glancing around from time to time to make sure he was following. Fireheart bounded after her, admiring the dapple of moonlight on it on her fur. Soon they came to the top of the hill. Spotted led them out of the bracken, turned and onto a high grassy ridge. Look, she meowed, raising her muzzle to point. Fireheart blinked, instead of the familiar span of trees in the fields ahead of him, a shining expanse of water stretched as far as he could see. He, the reflected light dazzled him, and he closed his eyes. Where had all this water come from? He couldn't even tell if this was, was clan territory. The silver sheen flattened everything that had the usual landmarks. Spotleaf's sweet scent filled the air around him, her voice sounding close to his ear. Remember, Fireheart, she murmured, water can quench fire. Startled, Fireheart opened his eyes again. A chill breeze fluttered the surface of the water, penetrating his fur. Spotleaf was gone. As Fireheart turned in every direction, searching for her, the light began to fade. The warmth went with it, and the feeling of grass under his paws, and less than a heartbeat, he was plunged into cold and darkness. Fireheart, Fireheart. A cat was nudging him. Fireheart tried to duck away and heard his name called again. It was Graystripe's voice. Fireheart forces his eyes open to see the big gray cat crouched anxiously over him. Fireheart, he repeated, wake up, it's nearly sun high. Grunting with effort, Fireheart hauled himself out of his nest and sat up. Pale, cold light was filtering through the branches of the den. Willapo and Darkstripe still slept closer to the center of the bush, but Sandstorm and Dustpelt had already left. You were muttering in your sleep, Graystripe told him. Are you okay? What? Fireheart had not yet shaken off the dream. It was always a bitter waking to realize that Spotleaf was dead, and he would never speak to her again except in his dreams. It's nearly sun high, repeated Graystripe. We should be out hunting. I know, Fireheart mewed, fighting to wake up properly. Hurry up then. His friend gave him a final nudge before heading out of the den. Meet you at the gorse tunnel. Fireheart licked one paw and rubbed it over his face. As his head cleared, he suddenly remembered Spotleaf's warning. Water can quench fire. What was she trying to tell him? Fireheart thought back to Spotleaf's earlier prophecy that fire would save the clan. As he followed Graystripe out of the den, Fireheart found himself 
quivering and not from cold. You could feel the trouble gathering like rain, heavy storm clouds. If the water that was coming quenched fire, then what would save the clan? Did Swallowleaf's words mean that Thunder Clan was doomed? And that is the end of chapter three. Uh, next time I can post, um, we'll read chapter f- four and five. Um, I'm really sorry for posting late, but this weekend, I mean, I I spent at least five hours of homework on like during the weekend. I my new school gives me tons of homework, so I'm sorry if I can't post. Bye. Mm-hmm.